if you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer, I think. <laughs> These are steps we all must take to protect Scotland. The people of Scotland will not be disrespected by this Parliament. Mr Speaker. Scottish Politics Explained. A podcast by After Record and hosted by me, Iris Fazer. Hi everyone and good morning, afternoon or evening depending on when you're listening to this podcast. My name is Iris and as you know by now I am the host of Scottish Politics Explained, a podcast offered by After Record. We are officially in election season so today I'm going to start our election specials. As part of the first episode of this series I am here today with Kane Dimmore who is the social media editor here at After Record. Hi Kane, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining Hi Iris, I'm so thrilled to be on your podcast. I've been listening to all our episodes and really enjoying them. Oh thank you, that's so sweet of you. So how have you been and are you ready for these elections? I'm really excited for the elections. Um, Having watched the previous leaders debate the other night there was really exciting and really prepared us all for what's to come um, especially just now when there's not really much going on in their life so a little bit of excitement a little bit of a little bit of political drama right yes we need something fresh to learn more about so we do definitely so as i said today we are introducing the scottish elections which we're going to be covering all over the podcast and our website in the next few weeks would you like to give us a wee bit of context to understand what we are talking about i mean things like for example, is this our first election? Yeah, so this Scottish parliamentary election is the sixth one to take place, with the first one um, being in 1999. Um, they usually take place every five years on the first Thursday in May, so this year it falls on Thursday the 6th of May, which just so happens to also be my birthday. Um, so very exciting events happening that day, as you can imagine. Oh, I didn't know. Well, it's noted now. Um, But this one is also said to be one of the most important votes in Scottish history due to the fact that it's going to determine who exactly will lead us through a post-Covid recovery. So when you think about it, this is like one of the most important votes that we as Scots will be taking part in for the future of like our country. So you mentioned Covid there. Will there be any changes in how the election is kind of carried out because of Covid? Yeah, well, there's been obviously some criticism as to the fact why we're holding an election during like a global pandemic. But one thing we should always remember that like democracy should prevail and it should prevail in a safe and precautious way. So there were strict social distancing measures put in place on the day of the vote, especially at polling stations. So voters have been asked and they're required to wear a face mask when going to vote unless they're medically exempt. There'll be two metres social distancing and it must be adhered to at all times. At the entrances and exits, there'll be hand sanitising stations and voters are also been remembered that they can bring their own pen or pencil to use at the ballot just to obviously keep everyone safe and prevent like cross-contamination from pens. Yeah, and for those who are kind of worried about physically going to a polling polling station, there's always the option of a postal vote. Yeah, um, so they're encouraging this year people to use postal votes more than what they would in person. And that's obviously because um, 
they just want to cut down the number of people going in and keep everyone safe. So to apply for a postal vote, you can do it online at the government's website, but you need to like download a form and fill it in and return it to your local electoral registration office by Tuesday the 6th of April, which is very, very soon. So if you are having a thought about doing a postal vote, you best get on top of it just now before it's too late. So this is how you register to vote for the postal vote. What are you supposed to do if you want to go in person to the polling station? Yeah, so you just go online and the website is www.gov.uk forward slash register to vote. And there it will just ask you a few questions, a few criteria kind of questions about um, your age. I think it also asks for your national insurance number. As well as voting by postal vote, you can also apply to apply for a proxy vote, which is when you authorise someone you trust to vote on your behalf. Um, so especially in like this year with COVID, that might be an ideal method for someone who's maybe shielding or elderly who necessarily don't want to be mixing with other people so if you would like someone to vote on your behalf the person also needs to be registered to vote they need to be able to get to the polling station and need to be eligible obviously to vote in the overall election and the deadline to apply for a proxy vote is the 27th of april so there's a little bit of time yet to still apply for that and again um, to do that, you'd go to the government website and look up the voting methods. So, like, people might be wondering how, who can actually vote, because that's obviously a big question, and people here might be like, but am I able to vote? Because obviously the rules are different in England to what they are in Scotland. So in Scotland, you must be registered at an address in Scotland. You must be over 16 on the day of election, and you must not be legally excluded from voting. You should also fit other criteria, as in being a British citizen, an Irish citizen, or a citizen of another country and you're living and you have permission to enter or stay in the UK or someone who doesn't need permission. So the vote is very open for everyone here living in Scotland. There was actually one of the people the other night among the public at the BBC leaders debate who thanked the government for giving them the right vote. Uh, as you know, I'm Italian, so uh, of course I'm extremely glad to be able to vote here. It wouldn't be possible if I were like a foreign resident in Italy. So it's something that I see as a good thing, of course, especially because for me it makes more sense to vote here rather than Italy, because at the end of the day, Scotland is my home. So. You mentioned when you were talking about who can vote that you need not to be exempt from voting. So who are the people who cannot vote? So if you're legally not allowed to vote, it's usually from if you've been in prison for more than 12 months. So that um, that creates like a, a, there's some kind of clause there that you're not allowed to vote because of that. We said that the election are going to look a bit different because of COVID. Will we see any difference in how political campaigns are conducted? Yeah, so obviously due to lockdown restrictions, the political campaign will be different in comparison to previous years, with activities being very, very limited, including um, the candidates from the parties there required not to leave the local area. But usually we'd see them travelling about, you'd see Nicola Sturgeon travelling here there um, to kind of promote their party. Traditional campaigns like street stalls and gatherings are also not permitted this year, which is obviously a big, that's usually a big part in the campaigning is having these big gatherings, big rallies, but obviously due to restrictions that they can't go ahead. And on the polling day, usually campaigners uh, give like older people like a lift to the voting station, but this year they're not allowed to. 
cause COVID restrictions. So again, that is another case for pushing post vote or a proxy vote this year. And this year we're actually expecting like the highest record of postal votes in Scottish politics. Throughout your answers, you have mentioned a few deadlines. Can you give us a summary of the main key dates we need to keep in mind for this election? So the main important one is you must register to vote by the 19th of April. After that, then sadly, your chances of being able to vote are going to be like reduced. For a postal vote, you must apply by the 6th of April at 5pm. And for a proxy vote, you must apply by Tuesday the 27th of April at 5pm as well. What about political dates? We mentioned that the election will be on the 6th of May. Are there any other days we need to keep in mind? For example, when are the manifestos due to be published? Yeah, well, the manifestos are due to be released in due course, but um, a lot of political parties seem to keep it kind of low-key because I feel like there's obviously a lot of rival- rivalries. Yeah, um, it's like... The other night there when I think it was Nicola Sturgeon was talking about one of her manifesto points, she was like, I'm not going to give it away because obviously then that gives other parties the chance to steal the ideas. So they're usually kept closer to election day. I think probably maybe like a month, monthish before they'll start to release their pledges and manifestos. But then that's when the fun games begin because then you see parties like panicking and flinging new ones out there to match other parties. That's when the fun and games start to happen. Oh, and we're definitely here for drama. Do you have any advice in terms of reliable sources that the public can use to form their opinion on whom to vote for? Yeah, so obviously within media, you need to like have a keen eye on whose news you're consuming because there's a lot of political bias and organisations. Um, so that's always something you need to really watch out for. So trying to find a balanced, non-biased, publication is probably the best place to get your information from as well as going on to the official party websites and reading it there because then that just gives you real the real honest pledges from those parties as well. Yeah I think consulting the party's websites is useful because you can read both how they kind of see themselves there and then you can check political analysis in in the media so you have their version of the story but also kind of an analysis on their past behavior on their past policy and needless to say we suggest you have a look at our own coverage here at after record so i think kane that was actually my last question so thank you so much for your time and knowledge it's greatly appreciated You're more than welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. You can find Kane's work on our website and our lovely socials, which he curates with Emma, our other social media editor. I hope this WeChat has been useful to you. If it has, please do share our podcast to spread the word. Until next week, I wish you all a lovely Easter weekend. Thank you.